We just can't start this week, can we? We just just keep false starting. Are we ready this time? Third time's the charm? Yes. It's good. I just won't look at you. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Before we begin, the Uluru Statement from the Heart calls for, among other things, truth-telling. In the spirit of this, Charlotte and I want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connection to land, sea, and community. We pay our respects to the elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. We live, dance and podcast from Wujakanunga Boja and the Naitahu Takiwa and we want to encourage you to go learn about the country you are on. Let's go. All right. <laughs> Wrap yourself in both to untangle the mess around. Your regular podcast with host, Charlotte and Jeff Rose. Welcome! It's got the biggest lag. I hate my laptop. Welcome to Untangling the Mess Around. This week we have a very special and international guest joining us. It's going to be Amy. I know. And in this week's episode. So international. Hey, it's across an ocean. It's fine. In this week's episode, we're talking. It, for you, not for me. You're international too, and I'm international to you. We're all international to someone. In this week's episode, we're talking about volunteering. Be quiet, Jethro. I'm trying to do the intro. <laughs> Why volunteering? Why do we do it? Why should we do it? And what it's all about. So I'm really looking yeah. forward to this. Or yeah, actually, I mean, you know, truth talk. be told, we already recorded it, so I, it was really great. <laughs> and yeah, you should definitely no, listen I, to the rest I, of this I, podcast. I feel really validated from her like sciencey things. Like I was like, yes, yes I'm not an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was really good and it was really insightful. And um, yeah. I think it's it's very well for me anyway. In in the middle of uh, Hala, it's very topical. Mm. So yeah, um, but before good that, one. we probably should we should probably just smash through the rest of it so that the people can actually yes. hear that stuff. Yep, so, let's do that. Um, good news of the week, Charlotte, go first because I haven't thought of so, one for me yet. My good news, excellent. My good news of the week is it's more of a a cute thing that happened. So I was at Dome where I work and I was at the till and there was this person, guy ordering and he looked really familiar and he actually looked a bit like Dom, you know, Dom Delano. Um, And I was just like, oh, maybe, maybe it's just because he looks like him. But I'm like, no, I definitely know this guy. Anyways, ordered, blah, 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 went away. And then when I went to serve their table, uh, as I was crossing them, they both of them, him and uh, his partner were like, hi, Charlotte. And I was, you know, I wear a name badge, so it's not completely unrealistic for people to know my name. But they said it with a certain intention of they know who I am. And I was just like, ah, it's really awkward. And they're like, you don't recognize us, do you? And I'm like, no. (laughs) I mean, I know that I know you, but I don't know where. And I used to be back in a previous life, a wedding planner. And I oh, organized their wedding. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I organized that. And it was their anniversary the day before. And they were there with their small child who was an age. And yeah, it was just really, it was really sweet. And they were like, yeah, you know, we, it was a great day. Thank you so much. And blah, blah, blah. So it was really lovely. Cool. Well, that's reminded me of my good news of the week. And it, okay. I don't think it was in the last two weeks. It may have been longer ago. But hmm. I got a video back from a wedding couple that I was helping teach. Oh, yay! Shane and Lauren. Yay! So Shane and Lauren had their wedding. They did a wedding dance and they did aerials and I was stoked. They did a really good job. It was, yeah. They did a really good, their final, um, their, their figure forward dip was toit! Oh, on point. So good. So yeah, On point. They just, came to I class really... uh, last week. It was really good to see them. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. I'm glad they're still coming. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Um, let's move right on straight in. 
We're to no, Swingsing News. Wasting time. Swingsing News. All right. Uh, do you want to do Perth Swingsing sure. first? Perth okay. Swingsing. Okay. So it is almost the end of March. So that means that we are reshuffling things again for the upcoming March, uh, upcoming month. And so we will have, for the Bayswater classes, we will have Danik and Andrew teaching Lindy 1 and 2. For Ooh. the Mount Hawthorne classes, we will have Lindy 1 with Mon and Fee. Lindy 2, we have our first residency of the year, which is going to be Kenneth. Uh. Kenneth Wait, what's Gosnold. what's residency? What is it? How does that Residency work? What? is... What, what? What? Who? What? Where? How? <laughs> what is this thing? <laughs> Residencies is basically where you get a teacher who does not usually teach with a certain group to come in and teach for an extended period of time. So not just like a drop in class, but for this in this case, uh, Kenneth is going to be with us for the full month. Right. So it's not like a specialty like single class or a workshop. It's, it's for a block of time. Okay, gotcha. That yeah, exactly. So he'll be with us for the, for the whole month of April. Then we also have Balboa with Fee and Monique. And speaking of Balboa, there's going to be one week, actually, on the 15th of April, we're going to be doing a Bal Steels class with Fee, Monique, and myself. So that hey. should be a whole, yeah, that should be a that, whole bunch of fun as well. That class is going to be interesting. I know, right? All, all three of you in the one if class. They, whew. If they both wear heels, <laughs> like, I'm screwed. <laughs> cool. All right. And that's uh, anything or something in Swingsing, Perth? There's, uh, well, I mean, I guess we can stay, say now that speaking of residencies, we have our next residency, which is going to be in July. Oh, I got it confirmed today. It's going to be none other than the fabulous Jessie Gordon. Jessie! Yeah. Yes. So she's going to come in and she's going to teach some Lindy Hop and she's going to teach. Also, we're going to be reintroducing our specialty blocks for that month. So she will be teaching uh, something which she has yet to determine. So it'll probably be like a solo blues kind of vibe. Uh, I know. So she will be doing that and Lindy Hop in the month of July. So mark your calendars. Mark all the Thursdays in July. Okay, done. I will be. What's going on in New Zealand? (laughs) New Zealand. So we had our second class. um, Yay. Well, we've had two classes now and people showed up both weeks. It's like, yes. Well done. Good job. Have you taught Good them aerials job, yet? Nelson. No, but we've definitely talked about having a New Zealand <laughs> SDF exchange. Yay! <laughs> Everyone's terrified that I'm already trying to organize aerials. It'll, <laughs> It'll be, be fine. fine. It'll be It'll fine. It'll be fine. Um, so I've already taught a couple of aerials to people already. Yes, but not in mm. the classes. Just Those outside. At a, cir- at a circus jam. Yeah. Uh, there are swing dancers here that go to circus, so I bumped into them and it was great. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Uh, but I'm also going to start up a second lot of classes in Mochoeka. So Mochoeka is like a 35-minute drive. It's another small township in okay. Tasman region, so in New Zealand here. So I can just drive to that and I'll teach there every Tuesday as well. So that's starting up after Easter. We're going to have two weekly classes in the Wow. Summer. That's really cool. Yeah. Well done. Taking over New Zealand. One small township Swing- at a time. <laughs> Yeah, all the small towns. Swingsing just, what do you call it? The Swingsing logo everywhere. Yeah, it's a grassroots that, movement. <laughs> cool. All right, so that's kind of what's happening in Swingsing. Uh, what yes. else, how about the rest of the world? Have we got a soundbite for this? We do indeed. Silence. So for World of Swing this week, I wanted to talk about something that uh, Naomi, your 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 favorite, one of your favorite peoples, Naomi She's posted up. Pretty good. 
Yeah, she's pretty great. Naomi Oyama. She posted up something where she had created basically a playlist on Spotify of women in jazz. And it's oh, not just the this. typical, the, I've got the links, I'll share it. Um, but it's not just, you know, the, like it's Ella Fitzgerald vocalist. singing. It's, yeah, yeah, it's not just the vocalist. It's the fact they were either composed or arranged or pr- produced by women as well. The band and leader, the. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So she did this and it's for free. Um, so you just sort of, you, you sign up for it and you say like, hey, I would like this playlist. And then she emails it to you. <laughs> So go Naomi. Yeah. So it, and it's just a really nice gesture, and I thought it was really it was really lovely. So I signed up and I got my playlist, which I'm now using in classes. <laughs> oh, awesome! Good job. Because they're they're very they're very danceable songs. Some of them are a little peppy, so maybe okay. not use those. But some of them are are and there's songs that you that we would know, um, or that you would know. So hang on, let me see. Let me just pick one randomly while Spotify decides to take now to reload. <laughs> Yeah. No, no. It's just like I'm going to upload all of my updates now. <laughs> now is a well, good time to do all these things. In the meantime, should I do my world of swing news? Yes. So my world of swing news is I just bought passes to an exchange. Ooh. Yeah. Wh- which one? Oh my Over god! Are you coming Anzac to weekend? Over Anzac weekend, I'm going to an exchange. Oh, I've seen this. I've seen this. It's with Emily Clark's in the picture, right? <laughs> <laughs> so Christchurch Swing Fest is on over yeah. Anzac weekend. So we've got people in Nelson here who are like, oh, yeah, I could be keen for that. So we all got tickets. We're all going to road trip down to Christchurch. It's like a four-hour drive. And yeah. we all got an Airbnb together. So it's going to be like a big, epic like road trip, hang out. That's awesome. Nelson dancers. Amy's coming. And we're just going to go and, you know, take over Christchurch. That <laughs> sounds hours. amazing. That's cool. So I did see that to- come up. So I'm going to try my best to vlog it as well so i've signed up cool, to be cool. a volunteer i've signed up to be a dj and i've asked them if i could do my video vloggy thing as well so it's gonna be a busy weekend but yeah it yeah, means yeah. that hopefully i'll be able to show everyone else around the world like hey this is a festival that you can kind of be at virtually cool that's really yeah. cool yeah i remember seeing that come up and the the banner that they have i was like i tagged emily clark in it i'm like emily is that you <laughs> and she's like yeah it is and I'm like, are you teaching there and she's like, no. I'm like, okay. Just just checking. <laughs> no, it's just a good photo of him. It is. It's a great photo of him. She was in Christchurch for KLX. Like, we were there for their pocket exchange. Yeah. So I assume that's where the photo came from. Yeah, or she might have gone to one. Had she been to New Zealand before? Or was oh, that the yeah. first time? I hadn't thought so, but that's a good point. She might have. Yeah. Um. Know. Cool. No, that's awesome. Well done. Go you. So, yeah, I, I get to go. While you guys are at Hullabaloo, I'll be at Christchurch Swing Fest. Oh yay! I get we could do, we too. could become like sister events. You know how you have like sister towns. Oh yeah, but yay. doesn't wouldn't that make more sense to have a sister event that's not on the exact same time as yours, so that you can go to both? Because then you can yeah. like your mm. your prize for the Jack and Jill or for the mix and match could be going to the sister event. Yeah, true. But I yes, but that doesn't fit with this story as well. <laughs> I'm sorry for contradicting you. Sorry for vexing You've you. vexed me, Jethro. <laughs> You've vexed me. Uh, so, um, yeah, I think that's about it, though, isn't it? We've almost... Uh, we've, well, we've there's just one more... around. Oh, yeah, okay, there was, sorry. So we, yep. 
the, just one more quick thing. And I'm, I'm again, I know everyone's probably tired of me talking about it, but hullabaloo. <laughs> the, but I, the only thing I wanted to say is that the if you're listening to this tonight, which is Monday, the 29th of March, the hullabaloo t-shirt sales end at midnight. So if you want to get your amazing hullabaloo shirt, please make sure that you go and get one. Do it right now. now. Right immediately now. Awesome. As you're listening to this podcast, do it now. Now. Do, do, now. <laughs> now. <laughs> um, cool. All right. So that's us. I think we will bring Amy in. And by bring Amy in, I mean we'll just play the audio that we have from the interview that we've already done it. Yep. But you may have noticed that we're missing a section. We are. Everyone's we favorite section. around. So uh, we actually put wording goodly at the end of the podcast so that Amy could give us her word. Yeah. Mm. And it's a good word. Foreshadowing. Mm. There may have been yes. some foreshadowing. <laughs> there might so have I been. Guess we could be using. We could. We could using Who knows? It, it could have been hullabaloo. Just... That could have been her favorite word. <laughs> it could have been. It's a good word. Uh, you know, it took me it took me much longer than I care to admit to realize that hullabaloo was an actual word, not just a name or like, a, do you know oh, what I mean? Right. Like that actually yeah, had yeah. meaning. So, yeah. yes. Mm. Anyway, um, yeah, we will cut to the Talking Point sound bite and enjoy the chat with uh, Amy about volunteering. Here we go. Who's talking? You're talking. I'm talking. We're talking. Talking about. And she said, who said? She said, what you talking about? Talking on me. Talking point. So I want to get Amy's take on this soundbite. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> so you've never heard that before, Amy? No. No, I haven't. That means you've never listened to our season two. No. Episode. No. Well, I kind have. of have because I've been in the room next door. Yeah. But I haven't yeah. heard the, the, no. I've heard so a one-way you, conversation with just uh, yeah, you, you've wall, heard fifty really. percent. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Anyway, um, so sorry, yeah, that should is say. Uh, arguably everyone's favorite uh, soundbite. Mm. No, not even mm. arguably, it just is. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so sorry. Um, welcome, Amy, to the podcast. Thank Yay! you. Yay! Hi, Amy. Hi, Charlotte. We finally got an expert <laughs> on this show. Yeah, I know. Expert. Gosh, it's been a while. Yeah. The first All time right. for everything. Um, so what's the topic? So the topic, we're talking about volunteering. And so this is why Amy is really... Well, Amy, why don't you tell us why you are the perfect person to talk to us about that? Ooh, perfect. I could think <laughs> of some other perfect people. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I've got a bit of experience managing volunteers. Uh, mm-hmm. In my early 20s, I uh, volunteered, actually, on a project that was getting young people into volunteering. It was called Big Help Mob, and okay. our mission was to make volunteering as mainstream as cheeseburgers and breathing. Um, and if oh, wow. Zena and Jasmine are listening to this, they will know all about that because <laughs> they were also involved in Big Help Mob. Hi, Jasmine. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi, Zena. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, so that's kind of how I got started into um, managing volunteers and really researching and understanding what makes a good volunteer experience. Wait, um, so you were managing yeah. the volunteers as well? Yeah, I was. In a professional role? You're being paid for this? No, I was a, I was a professional volunteer. I had a part-time job and then I volunteered about 40 hours a week to get this project oh, wow. up and running. It became my entire life. Uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, by the end of it, well, we developed an app. We so we we had an app, uh, both a phone app and a web-based app. 
where young people could find uh, volunteer experiences, which we curated. Uh, and yeah, at the end of it, I think we had about three and a half thousand um, people Jeez. between the age of 16 and 29 ish um, in Perth that would randomly pick a volunteer experience because they had the weekend off and oh, I'll go just go plant 100 trees today or I'll go sell some books at the book sale for Save the Children, those types of things. Um, and the, That's the awesome. Book, the organisations that we worked with were really struggling to get volunteers. Um, and mm. so we kind of did a, a – um, we had some various projects. A lot of people did some research for us, um, like masters and PhD students on what makes a good volunteer experience. And oh, then really? we were able to – We have science on who – We have science <laughs> yes. on what makes a good we volunteer experience. We had science. Experience. It makes it legitimate, <laughs> Jethro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and it kind of became, yeah, a really big thing until we ran out of money. Mm. Um, mm. We can thank the previous state government for that. Um, yeah, we were pretty close. We, we actually did, we, yeah, we got a decent amount of money for a bunch of people in their 20s um, to so get that So does, does it no longer exist? No, it does not exist anymore. Oh, and so the app doesn't exist anymore either? No, no. A lot of oh, money Oh, that's such a shame. Spent, and then, um, yeah, yeah. It it had a lot of momentum. We won lots of awards, uh, both um, in WA as well as nationally. Um, the oh, guy wow. that founded it won Young Australian Pioneer of the Year Award or something. I don't know, something like that. Yeah, Pioneer um, of the World. Pioneer. Uh, that's what I thought you were going to say as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pioneer <laughs> of the World. <laughs> da, 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 that needs its own soundbite. Yeah. Um, yeah, and after that I got a real job. Um, well, I had a real job during that time that yeah. paid the bills, but I got a job that was managing volunteers um, for the AIM Australian Indigenous Mentoring Experience Program at Notre Dame University. And, yeah, I was managing volunteers down there, managing university students, had 120 volunteers that I managed there Jeez. over the year. It's a lot um, of people. Yeah, it was a lot. That's a lot I of people. manage, like, swingsing, like, five <laughs> I thought you were going to say I can barely manage myself. <laughs> <laughs> that, that too. I mean, we all have that, right? <laughs> yeah. And then after it's that, easier um, to manage other people than it is to manage yourself. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes it is, yeah. Your expectations yeah. of yourself is different, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, cool, with, so with all of this, um, what all of the science that happened here, what makes, <laughs> scientifically speaking, what makes a good volunteer? A good volunteer. Well, it all actually starts with what makes a good volunteer experience. Um, okay. So if someone comes into a volunteering experience and it's a negative experience for them or a meaningless mm -hmm. experience where they're not getting something that has good intrinsic value, then mm -hmm. they'll be put off volunteering for a long time, some people for life. So if you have a negative volunteer experience, it actually shapes the way you, you view volunteering or giving back to the community, whether it's um, – something that you really care about um, but you're still reluctant to volunteer because of that one time that you were forced to volunteer when you are at high school and you know what they make you do. They, like, make you go to the old people's home and read to them or something like that. Yeah. You just had to walk around and pick up rubbish. Like, yeah. literally, we are just, like, send the kids out into the streets of Arrowtown and just, like, pick up some rubbish, fill this bag. Yeah, so if, if it's done well, it can be a really good experience, but if it's a negative mm. experience, it makes people quite jaded and people do hold that for a long time. Uh, so one of the things that we did was to cre create positive volunteer experiences so that we could get people out of that rut and start to encourage that civic-mindedness that um, goes along with being a good volunteer. So, so it kind of 
is about motivation and what motivates yeah. you to be a volunteer. But then what makes a good volunteer experience? Like, is there like a key, like five key points that make a good experience, good volunteer experience? Yeah, there's, there Ooh, are. Oh, let me take notes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I can probably give some the stuff for you guys to put in the show notes, actually. Um, so what you're looking at is something that has intrinsic value. So it's something that people are doing because it's bigger than who they are. It's bigger than themselves. Okay. Um, so it's different to motivating someone to go to work. Obviously, we go to work. We're motivated because we need money. Well, volunteering is different. And it's different for a very special reason because we go out to volunteer to give back to the community that we're a part of or the community that we want to be a part of. If Mm. it starts to become about money or about gifting and that type of thing, they will go Mm -hmm. into the same frame of mind as when they're at work. And you don't want Mm. a volunteer that thinks that they're they're at work. You want a volunteer that's there having a good time. Um, I mean, some people have great jobs. Yeah. So intrinsically Intrinsic value. Yes, intrinsic value. Uh, you want it to be uh, good communication is key. So if you're not communicating with your volunteers in a uh, thorough way, uh, they will. Um, it, it becomes confusing and it it just it becomes too too difficult. And when something's too difficult, they'll switch off. So communication is yeah. really clear. Okay. Um, and would would and you put under good communication a clear expectations? Would that fall under the same definitely category? One hundred percent clear expectations. Yeah. Um, when I was managing the volunteers down at Notre Dame University, I interviewed everyone. I got everyone to apply to be a volunteer and then I interviewed them like I would a job interview. Um, mm. And I asked them in that process, like, what is their motivation? Why are they doing it? And if someone said, oh, it looks good on my resume, red flag, they didn't get the role. They were not a volunteer yeah. for me. So it's kind yeah. of you're, um, you're looking for someone that wants to to give back, essentially. Um, yeah. That's the main reason. Um uh, yeah, so if you can, from the get-go, say, this is what I want from a volunteer, um, mm-hmm. that will help shape their experience because they know what they're coming into and they, they can step up to that. Everyone's capable of that. Yeah. Cool. All right, yeah, good so communication, probably, yeah, communication clear intrinsic value, clear expectations. And then you said also good time as well, so it's going to be Yeah, it's going to be fun. fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't, I mean, it can be shit work. Like you could have people scrubbing toilets or digging holes. Digging isn't that holes. Much fun. Yeah. Like tree planting is just digging holes. Yeah. So we, yeah. Would, <laughs> we would turn up um, for a tree planting and we would play get to know you games, um, which sounds yeah. a bit naff, but we did it in like a, a really fun kind of way. And then as you're planting trees, we'd have different leaders in different groups. So we'd have usually about 100 volunteers at once planting trees and we'd break them into smaller groups of, say, 10 volunteers and we'd have a leader as part of that group. And that person's role was to engage those people in conversation or games like I Spy or those types of things. So it kind of broke down the the conversation the barriers, monotony. but then it, the yeah. monotony. Um, and then they some people would try to do it as quickly as possible, but they also had the say that the gardeners that were. Um, uh, getting us to plant the trees, the conservationists, they would come around and make sure we we're doing it right. So you had to plant as many as possible in like a, an hour time frame. But if they were done wrong, you got p- points taken off and yeah. just to kind of gamify it a little bit as well. Wait, yeah. You played, you, had, you gamified tree planting? Yes. You had yeah. points if you, you... If you did badly. And obviously it means <laughs> nothing at the end of the day, but it is fun in the moment. <laughs> yeah, no, I can yeah. see that. Yeah. yeah. You just get yeah. some points. Yeah. 
Okay. Cool. And then obviously sharing the experience um, at the end of the day, reflecting a little bit on what you've done. So really that reflection is quite important so that people can kind of process what they've done. Um, you don't have to be super formal about it. You could all be sitting around having a beer, although we didn't do that at Big Helper. Um, <laughs> not arm though. But um, yeah, so you can um, sit around, have have a conversation, enjoy a cup of tea or a beer or whatever it is, and just have that debrief time, have that reflection time. Um, what went well? Uh, what could we do better next time? Really make it about being in that group, in that team. Um, okay. And if you change someone's volunteer experience, they they kind of get hooked. They get addicted because it feels good to be a part of something. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. So that's how to give a volunteer a good experience. Yes. Mm. But, Which but I still, kind of jumped over how, your first question. How yep. do you be a good volunteer, though? Like, the question. Uh, <clears throat> well, so I think Amy touched a little there. bit on, on one of the points of the, the, the reason why you're volunteering needs to be the appropriate reason. So yes. if you're volunteering because you want, like you were saying, if you want it to look good on your CV, you're probably not going to be a good volunteer. Yeah, or, or if you're volunteering because you're getting a free pass or you're volunteering because... Ooh, shots anything fired. That's, anything that's an extrinsically motivating thing. So we live in a society that is very driven by consumer needs. And when we're in that mindset, we're in the mindset mm. of me and what I get, mm. it actually creates the wrong frame of mind for you to go into a volunteering experience so if you're thinking oh i'm going to get this free pass for volunteering at hullabaloo oh isn't that awesome you're probably going to be a really bad volunteer yeah Um, right and it doesn't mean you're a bad person because we all Mm. have the capability of having values in both sides intrinsic and extrinsically motivated values Um, but values are like muscles so the more you exercise them the stronger they get so if you're thinking about the free pass you're also thinking about slacking off because you want to go hang out with your friends and have a chat and, oh, I forgot the door shift. Um, yeah, yeah. Those, That's kind of where it leads and that's how our brains function. Um, there's mm. loads of research, um, social, psychological research into this type of stuff. Um, but if you're going into it with like the mindset of, oh, I really want to contribute because I love swing dancing and I want to make hullabaloo a really good thing and so that our community can celebrate after, I don't know, um, COVID lockdown last year and isn't it great that we can all do this together, you're going to be motivated to be at that shift on time, to listen, to contribute and step above your role maybe, and that will create a really good experience both for yourself and for the organiser because a lot of the time the organisers are also volunteers themselves and we've got to remember that too. Okay. So, drink the value. Anything else? Any other tips how to be a good volunteer? Are there any volunteers, have you had any volunteers that have just been like, I would rather you not be here? Oh, Anna, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I have sacked volunteers before, 100%. You're fired. What do they do to get fired? Um, Just don't turn up, really. And then you say, okay. well, is if they That's if they more of a resignation reason, than firing, though. <laughs> well, so a lot of the volunteers that I, um, that I managed were like long-term relationship um, type situations um and those 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 are a bit different because obviously you can have a conversation and and a lot of the time I fell into a bit of a mentor role with the volunteers so I'd be mentoring a volunteer through their their experience Mm. Uh, and 
yeah, you can have a conversation with them um, if they're not stepping up, say, okay, what can I do that would help you get there? Um, But at the end of the day, if they're just not in it for the right reasons, then they're not in it for the right reasons and they're not going to, they're not going to step up to the plate. And it's just going to fall on deaf ears, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you've got to remember that, I don't know, I always come from the perspective that deep down everyone is good and everyone wants to do the right thing or thinks that they do the right thing. So they, if you can help them see maybe that at where they are at the moment, isn't the best version of who they can be, then, then it helps kind of encourage them to step up to the plate. Yeah. Yeah. So not showing up. Oh, is this why people is get? It's not a good thing. So, yes, so no, bad volunteer. Just show up. I would put. I mean, I'm no volunteer expert, but um, just timeliness of just be on time. Just because it's yeah. a volunteer thing doesn't mean that you can show up ten yeah. minutes late. Yeah. You know, like there's because especially when it comes to volunteering for things like events, you you every there's a big schedule and there's a there's a lot of stuff that needs to happen in certain amount of time. And one person, like, for example, just using Hala this year, we're doing everything through try booking, which means that we're not going to have any paper tickets or anything like that or lists or anything to check people off. So, you know, we everyone's going to need to have the try booking app so that they can scan people in if you're on a door shift. And if you're late to the briefing of explaining how it works, that's just going to hold everyone else back. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Timeliness. Um, Yeah. Arriving on take, take it seriously. Um, And I think that comes back to the motivation thing, because if they're motivated Mm. by the wrong things, they're not going to take it seriously. And as a volunteer coordinator or um, organizer of an event, if someone's coming at it and you see that that could be the reason why they're there, you're not Mm. so desperate to have them as a volunteer if it's going to make your life harder. It, sometimes yeah. at the end of the day, it might be better, it might be easier for you to do it yourself and not to worry about them. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's it's an awful thing to say, but you, I have had, have had volunteer exp- um, that have that have come along before. They they kind of got through the interview somehow and then they, they just lulled around and were waiting for instructions all the time and had no initiative. And it's kind yeah. of like when you're training someone at work and they're new and... Mm. You can kind of get straight away, like if they're going to be, I don't know, a good fit or or something like that. And if they if they not if they're not engaging or willingly engaging, just mm. just get rid of them. To be honest, yeah, <laughs> brutal. I mean, n- not brutal. in a in a final kind of way. No, no, like, <laughs> no, no. Be like, um, Jethro, check your backyard. <laughs> Where's the shovel? Put the shovel down, Amy. Oh, I sound so mean. I'm sorry. No, but I, I, as, again, not from a volunteer's perspective, but I can completely appreciate that as as someone who has volunteered and had to organize other volunteers. The the timeliness thing for me is is the Mm. biggest thing, is one of the biggest things. Like, it it drives me bananas of people just showing up late. And I'm just like, but why? Mm, (laughs) Why why you got to be like that? Uh, when I was uh, managing the volunteers at um, Notre Dame, I had very strict like itiner- itinerary, I guess it's an itinerary, um, like a schedule of what was happening over the day and what their expectation, what my expectations of them were. Um, mm. And I personalized it to every single 120 volunteers because I was a crazy lady. Yep. Um, and <laughs> I didn't have a single person turn up late. Nice. But they might have been good luck. Might have been good luck. Yeah. No, I feel like when it gets to 120 people, that's no longer good luck. That's just that's yeah, that's good management. 
That's good. Peak value's got to be pretty small at that point. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, you've already touched on it briefly, but let's. The, we actually have a question here. What is appropriate to expect of a volunteer? Like, can you expect a volunteer to work 40 hours a week and not get paid anything for you? Like you did. Um, I did <laughs> yeah, that I was gonna say like <laughs> that was something that I found very meaningful. Yeah. Uh, and that's the reason why I volunteered that amount of time. Um, threw myself in. Uh, I was also in my early 20s. So, you know, you're like, you have lots of energy and you don't really sleep. Um, <laughs> so there's more time that? when you're in your 20s. There's physically more time. There is. There actually is. Yeah. There actually is. There's less nano hours in your 20s. Correct. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, what can you expect of a volunteer? Should we expect um, that much of them? 40 hours? I think people are capable of 40 hours. Do you expect that of someone? Definitely not. If they expect that of themselves and it's still a healthy situation, they're not like burning themselves out or anything like that, then sure. Uh, But if they are also, um, yeah, everyone's different and everyone's, uh, your expectations of those people need to be different as well. Um, Fit the person to the role, really. Um, Like you would in a job, like, exactly the same kind of situation don't give someone a job that's coordinating other people if they are don't terrible like talking per- to people. people person yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah or don't, don't give someone like you're in charge of the money that you know they can't handle money yeah or they can't bad count, fit or, bad fit yeah. bad fit yeah. yeah um and i suppose the things as well of um from the flip side of you can expect from the organization clear expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things definitely. like that or a, a roster or clear expectations. Expect expectations. No, but like a clear understanding of what your role is. <gasps> yeah. And yeah. what, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's mm. why a lot of volunteer places have position descriptions these days. Yeah, true. Mm. Mm. All right. Okay. While we're on this role, then, what's appropriate to expect? Is it appropriate to expect from an organizer a discount on a pass? Like if you're volunteering for Hala, should you be expecting a discount or reimbursement when you buy your full pass? Thoughts? I, <laughs> Discuss. I am, of, I am of the opinion, no. Uh, I would probably say that the reason why someone would if they are volunteering for a free pass, they're not a person that you want volunteering. Yeah. Mm. Uh, if someone is volunteering because they have financial hardship and that's a way to go to Hullabaloo or any kind of event really, um, and that's the way that they can get there, I think that that's, that's a really great thing that we do offer. But also are there other ways that we can give people in hardship an option to going um, without their labour needed? Um Okay. And that's an interesting like idea. Can you think? Yeah, like a scholarship or just a hardship kind of grant of some description, um, which can be uh, a little bit confronting for some people to be honest about as well, because obviously yeah. we don't really like to admit that, oh, I can't, I can't afford it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if we can nurture the community in a way that makes that okay to have that conversation or to have someone make that request, um, mm. it, they can contribute in, in if they want to volunteer, that's great. But I don't think that the reason why someone should volunteer is to get a free pass. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, yeah, I would lean on the side of don't offer free passes uh, mm. for volunteers. We're not, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, We're offering discounted passes, but not free. 
Yeah, it starts to compromise the integrity of the the event or as well because if everyone starts volunteering, then suddenly, oh, we can't pay for the venues or the bands. Exactly, yeah. Or that type of thing. And, yeah. Yeah. So my experience with organising volunteers was one year at Hullabaloo. So I haven't got oh, – apart from managing Swingsing, but they're all paid teachers, like, that almost – That's anyway. more like work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for the the volunteering I organised at Hulla, I felt really weird about because the situation was to reimburse the people for the pass they bought. They had to buy a full pass first, volunteer. After they had their hours ticked off, we then just gave them twenty bucks cash per thing per shift that they did. Yeah, that's right. That I remember system. when that that Ooh. used to be the the norm, quote Thank unquote. You. Yeah, that's what would happen every single year. It's and a so bad yeah. I felt really weird about it. Yeah. And so I was like, uh, let's just scrap it. Because there was no way of like offering discounted passes beforehand if they'd volunteered. Because I just had lots of horror stories about people not showing up to shifts that had, you know, got yeah. the discounted pass. And so I was like, all right, you know what? Let's just not have anything for volunteers. Like obviously support them as much as we can, bring them food, make sure yeah, they're communications, yeah. make yeah. it a good experience for them, but don't actually give them discounted tickets or any kind of pay. A financial, yeah, any kind of, yeah. And I, the volunteers that I got were awesome. Yeah. Like it worked really well. Everyone that came along, like came along to the pre, like the catch up beforehand to make sure everyone knew what was going on. They all communicated well. They all showed up to all the shifts. I had no one miss a shift. Yeah. And it, sorry, I had well, one person miss I... a shift, but they messaged me like an hour beforehand saying, ah, I can't be there. Uh, someone help, help. help. Yeah. So, um, I just but that goes back them. to what Amy was saying about the reason why people are volunteering. Yeah. So because the, all the people with yeah. the science. <laughs> science. <laughs> <laughs> you do know it's social science. It's still it's the soft science, but it's still science. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it's still there's still numbers involved. <laughs> yeah, mm. measuring things. So yeah, that was my experience anyway. Measuring things. <laughs> Of um, yeah, so the people who came along weren't expecting to get a discount, and they did an awesome job. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, cool. that's exactly what I would expect. <laughs> so expect um, clear communication mm-hmm. and good, you know, good like as a volunteer and organizer. So who am I thinking expect, of? Yes, expectations from the organizer. Expectations expect expectations. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but don't expect a discount or or dis- uh, reimbursement. Mm. Yeah, mm. that's not volunteering at that point. Yeah, that's just like that's just paid work. It's just work, or it's like it's even it's even nastier than that. It's almost like not real paid work. It's like this weird like I'd rather be a volunteer or like paid for my actual worth in hours. Work. Like yeah. there's there's the middle ground just gets a bit icky. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's your, a slippery your slope. Shifts. Yeah, your mindset shifts. It's we mm. all start that little greed gremlin inside our brain just starts to like get too excited and yeah. Mm. We become mm. bad people. Okay. The last one we have on our list. I have mm-hmm. another one after this if we have time. But it was just literally why should we volunteer? Or should we volunteer for events that we go to? Oh, if you if you find something really meaningful and you want to contribute to that community, 100% volunteer. What if you've had a really bad experience? You went tree planting and just dug five holes and no one talked to you the entire time. Oh, that was a terrible volunteer manager or coordinator yeah. or event organizer. Um, don't They're not all going to be the same. 
give something a second go. Okay. Yeah. Um, and don't be I think that's a good life a lesson in general. Feedback. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, if you've volunteered at Hullabaloo before, for example, and you didn't find it a good experience, uh, but you sorry. still, well, I'm sure <laughs> we everyone is very sorry. Uh, everyone is learning. Not everyone is a professional volunteer manager to start with. Mm. Like it's, it is, it is a job um, that mm. you train a lot to, to do. Uh, but um, yeah, give it another go. Maybe come in with a different mindset. Um, yeah. And I think that's there's probably also a, the best advice. To, to use uh, Hala as an example, the fact that pretty much year on year, Hala is run by a different group of people. Yeah. You know, there'll there'll usually be a, you know, two, three year period where there's crossover between people. But if you had a terrible hull experience, I don't know, like 10 years ago, it's a completely different scene. It's a completely different event. It's, it's, yeah, it's changed quite a bit. Um, Mm. So give it a go. Yay. Yes. Yeah. 100%. (laughs) Give it a go. And if it's not, if it's not, something that's working for you that's okay but there might be other volunteer experiences that do so don't shut off all volunteering experiences yeah. because of one negative experience yeah, yeah. that actually i i'm still stuck on this um project that you had in your early 20s because i think it's it's fascinating I, i'm so devastated for you that it's still it's not mm. ongoing um is there something i guess similar at the moment uh, in, in perth that you can because i just i love that idea WA. There's, there is volunteering okay. WA. Uh, it's not quite the same. Let's just mm. say that we were uh, born out of volunteering WA originally as a project that um, mm-hmm. because they were struggling to attract young people to volunteering. Um, then it got a bit political and we splintered off um, as mm-hmm. it happens. Um, we got a massive state government grant from this. Uh, it was called the Social Innovation Grant Um and we were tickling along nicely. Um, we started to do stuff with corporate volunteering, which we were planning on becoming a, um, well, we were working towards becoming a social enterprise so that we were completely self-sufficient. We didn't require government grants anymore. And then our grant that was awarded to us was stripped before we received it. Um, that's It and, blows my mind that that's even a thing that can happen. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, it just, it, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good words. And we tried. We ran a crowdfunding campaign. We ra- managed to raise $60,000, I think. Oh, wow. Um, to keep tickling along for, oh, oh, it must have been another six months, that $60,000. Um, we did have an office. We trained people. We ran several training programs a year um, for university students to, to, they kind of became our core volunteer team. Mm. Uh, and yeah, it just, yep. It was a good experience, though. We had a lot of uh, success and then a massive failure, like all good tech startups, because <laughs> we were kind of a tech startup. Well, we like to think yeah. we were. Because, <laughs> you know. We you had an app. app. It counts. <laughs> um, I would actually, you mentioned it before, but I would be really interested if you could put up a few resources in the show notes um, yeah. for yeah. that kind of stuff. Because I, I think it's, yeah, I think it's really valuable and I think it's really interesting thing, uh, really interesting subject matter to get into. And applicable yeah. to all of our lives, one hundred percent. Yeah, we we all mm. we all volunteer, um, and most of our volunteer experiences have come through either cohesion or cohesion, or um, because yeah, we're forced to do it, um, and mm. it's nice to be able to choose something for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Do you have any right. standout experiences from you personally in terms of like as a volunteer? 
either best or worst, either side of the spectrum? Ooh, okay. Probably the, I'll start with the worst volunteer experience that I had. Um, it was Hala 2015. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. No, my, vers- my worst volunteer experience was as a under 14s uh, boys basketball coach <laughs> when I was 17 or 18. Mm. Oh, it was a nightmare. Yeah, just tr- trying to be a coach for those 14-year-old boys. It was awful. Um yeah, that's probably I, – I don't really have anything else to say. Just 14 year is uh, very unpleasant. The worst. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Note self, don't volunteer to work with Don't volunteer 14-year-old boys. It's probably different if you're like, I don't know, a 30-year-old man compared to a 17-year-old Yeah, that's true. Woman. Like don't was, be a 17-year-old yeah. woman. <laughs> don't be a 17-year-old woman. Just don't do that. Just skip that. <laughs> oh, oh there's so many avenues we could go that, into yeah. in that conversation. <laughs> Um, all right, so best yeah. volunteer experience? Uh, best volunteer experience was on that volunteer project. Like that completely changed my life, just my trajectory of what I was doing. I had been working in politics, which as you can imagine is, mm, yeah, well, yeah. Um, and, yeah, it just sent me off in a completely different direction, learned so much. It was a big project. Um, I started off in a very small role um, just doing some of their public relations stuff um for their launch and then from there mm. it just yep spiraled out of control and and <laughs> yeah it, it 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 set me on my you career got addicted. path yeah i got addicted so yeah that is definitely my best volunteer experience okay yeah cool awesome haven't volunteered at hullabaloo though so you know maybe <laughs> <laughs> all right so well if you if one... you head over now you get your quarantine in you can make it to this hub <laughs> And then hopefully the bowl will be open after. So we can come back. Can get back. Exactly. Um, no, so I was going to bring up this one point. So this is a conversation that Amy and I have had before. Ooh, um, mm. But I wanted to bring it up on this podcast because I I don't know. It's a good point And I just I just want to get it out there so people actually think about it and talk about it. I have no idea. What is this the door mean. person thing? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I knew it. If we're paying skilled people like instructors skilled people like djs mm-hmm. a yeah. door person is another skill like having a good door yes. person that actually i'll let you kind of elaborate because you say it way better than i do should be paid door people yes yes door <laughs> people should be paid uh, not just because i was sat on the door for years um i actually didn't feel like i needed to be paid um mostly because it was your business and you know well <laughs> thank you amy <laughs> um yes uh but i i do believe that having a good door person can really change the energy of a, a swing dancing community or an event um or a class or a class yeah mm. just because the, that is the first point of call that is the customer service like you pay people I'm, i hate saying customer service because i never saw any of our dancers as customers no. like that just makes me feel icky no <laughs> um it's community service but it's community service that if you're going to pay teachers or you're going to pay djs um you should be valuing the work that someone's putting in to build those relationships to get the people through the door so the teachers have yeah. someone to teach and the DJs have someone to DJ for. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I come from. And, um, if They're it's an event, points. if it's an event and everyone's volunteering, great. But so if, if the teachers are volunteering. Yeah, if the teachers are volunteering. Yeah, if everyone's volunteering, 100% door person volunteers. 
Um, mm. But it, it, yeah, and and another reason that I feel like it it is important um, is because it t- does tend to be women that sit on the door, not always. But mm. um, thanks, Andrew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, typically speaking, it has been women um, because women uh, build that kind of rapport more easily. Um, whether it's because we're trained to do it from a young age or whatever it is, um, men are definitely capable of it. Um, but because it's kind of fallen into this like women's work, I kind of see yeah. it as another unpaid women's labor. Um, yeah. Well, DJs are typically men and they tend to get paid. Um, well, luckily because, in Perth, it's yeah. actually the other way around. Like we've got more women DJs than men DJs. Perfect. Mm, yeah. Not anymore. But I, mm? Oh, okay. Potentially. I Last count was like a couple of years ago because we were trying yeah, to figure it yeah. out. And I think yeah, the last yeah. count a few years ago, it was more women. But you're right. Like mm. on other scenes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just expecting women to sit there for hours and be friendly and welcoming um, and not valuing them for and that. We well, should smile DJ more. Can just... Yeah. Well, a DJ can just <laughs> It's literally the job where you're asked to smile more. For... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Good point. Good support. That's <laughs> a good point. And I've heard this years ago and I... I've come around. Did to I bring it up to you? Or you not? did, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, yeah, I I get all those points. I can I'll concede it. How can I afford this? <laughs> <laughs> well, there is the. I mean, I guess Amy, for you, would is it a sufficient enough a not compromise? It's not the word I want to use, but is it sufficient enough there for a compensation? Thank you. That door people will have free classes. As opposed to um, a financial, I feel like that is yeah. I mean, if they if they can get into those classes, um, sometimes you get stuck on the door. Um, yeah, I feel like that is a, I feel like that's a just a compromise because we really care about our dancing community. Um, mm. But if say it's a uh, a social and people are paying mm-hmm. to come and there's teachers being paid and there's a DJ being paid and someone's sitting there for the majority of the night on the door, then maybe mm. they should be paid. Um, week yeah. to week classes is a bit different. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Is there anything yeah, else, I thought. guess, that you want to bring up or that you want to make sure that the world <laughs> knows, the world of five people, about volunteering? <laughs> uh, You've got like 30 seconds. I, I, not particularly. I just, um, just try to, just try volunteering. Give it a go. Even if you can only commit something small, just do it. Just do something. Yeah. It'll make you feel like a million dollars. Cool. Which you will not get Sweet. paid. <laughs> but you will not get paid. No, no, don't don't ask for getting paid. No, no, a million no. dollars are wrong. Uh, like, like you make you feel like a butterfly. <laughs> I want to be a moth. <laughs> you a can moth, be a moth. Whatever, yes. what, whatever beautiful creature that you want to mimic in the world, that is what it will make you feel like. None uh, of this aw. monetary nonsense. What did I say that? <laughs> don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, cool. That's the end of talking points. And as you heard at the start of this episode, we switched things around, and we're now going to do another segment, uh, which I think Charlotte's about to play a soundbite for. I am indeed. Amy, thoughts? For Amy I heard. I I don't know what I heard. What was that? Wording goodly. Wording goodly. So now we've got Amy here. Amy knows words. Amy. Amy does know words. (laughs) Have you got a favorite word or a fancy word for the listeners of Untangling the Mess Around? It's really not very fancy. Um, 
And it's a word that I never use, but I wish I had, I wish I could use it. I just, I just want to be able to integrate this into my life, but I haven't because it's not something that I would ever really communicate. But um, the word is vexed or vexing. Like I ah. feel vexed. <laughs> it's just such a great word. It's, it's it really ordinary. Um, I mean, it's got a V and an X in it. Like it's a pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it feels good to say. You vexed me. So what do you it mean does have by co- that though? Like you made me angry? Yeah, or you like crossed you, me, or like you pissed me off. That kind. Of, are we allowed to yeah. swear on your podcast? Yeah, it has. Yeah. It <laughs> has a. It has <laughs> the connotation of like Amy was saying, like you've done me wrong, like you you've contradicted yeah. me, or you've done something against me. Yeah. So next time Charlotte and I are teaching together, mm-hmm. she says something opposite to that I have said. I can say, "Oh, Charlotte, vex me." <laughs> yes, but it's a bit too aggressive. <laughs> okay. Well, especially if you say it like that, Jet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if Charlotte starts up a new dance school in Perth and takes all the students. Go on, like, Charlotte. Charlotte yeah. vexed me. Yes, well, she may have vexed you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what if yeah, I just call it Zing Swing? Vexing as well. Oh, my God. If I ever do that, Jet, I'm totally calling the school Zing Swing. <laughs> so my dad calls it that all the time. Like, he doesn't know. Oh, really? Swing. He does, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh uh, bless. <laughs> Cool. All right. Vexed and vexing. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Good word. Yeah. Good All right. Word. It is now time for the outro. Um, Charlotte's going to say some things and I will make some noise. Okay. This is, thanks for listening. This has been Untangling the Mess Around. Thanks, Amy, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. And uh, we'll we'll not see you, but we'll you'll hear from us in two weeks with the next episode. Correct. You'll probably see me, but you may. <laughs> you need to get your New Zealand crew onto this, Jet. I've told them about it tonight. We're going to get Tracy on. She's yeah. the podcast is. She's really confused. We'll get her on. It'll be fine. Outstanding. <laughs> All right. All right. Here's our outro. Thank you to all of our listeners. We also want to give a very, very big thank you to Amy for joining us on this podcast this week. Um, also a big warm welcome to Tracy for teaching her first swings in class tonight. Very well done. I hear you had stable numbers. <laughs> a big thank you to everyone who volunteers in whatever capacity that you choose to do so. Your work is invaluable and always welcome. Just show up on time. A big thank you as well to Patreon for continuing and all of you amazing people for continuing to support us. And a thank you to Jet's Guitar <laughs> for apparently giving him a little bit of a hard time. <laughs> <laughs>